0: Good people and fellow students Welcome to the second episode of All That Yaz A space for performance, craft, and showbiz Where news and interviews will be flowing From music, film, content, and All That Yaz Now this week is going to be double the trouble as we're releasing not one but two episodes of All That Yes and the reason for this is that originally it was meant to be one episode but the interview that I'd done was about 90 minutes long and on top of that I got invited to an exclusive screening and got an exclusive drop and I didn't feel that putting all of that content into one episode because it would have been over two hours long would have been fair so we're going to be doing the news and review section for the podcast today and then around sunday monday the full interview is going to be dropping and what an interview it is because i got to speak with a great force within the music and entertainment industry who is currently the A&R manager of sony publishing africa this man goes by the name of munya chaneta who's also going to be dropping his own initiative by the name of MOTI which stands for Masters of the Industry. So this is a talk which we're going to be talking about musical rights and as well as the musical business side of things. So if you ever wanted to know more about publishing, if you ever wanted to know more about mechanical rights, copyrights and just how the behind the scenes mechanisms of music is meant to work or is working within South Africa and Africa this is a conversation definitely for you to check out. But for today and for right now We're just going to be focusing on the news and the review section So I'm gonna need you to strap in because we have a stacked lineup today of content that we have to get through I am talking about a review of a blockbuster film that is coming out this weekend We have an exclusive from a chart-topping and critically acclaimed Praetorian rapper And we're going to be giving you a snippet from one of the songs dropping on his album coming out next month We've also got news on upcoming as well as recent. Recently released web series online television films as well as music from some of our local indie artists so if you're looking to get into what's coming next what's coming up you'll be hearing all about that within the on the radar segment as well of my favorites so as you can see we've got a lot of jazz to get through on all that yeah so I hope you've strapped in you've got your drink whatever it is that you need because it's about to be a ride, about to be a ride. let's go <laughs> all right it is time for on the radar now this is a segment where i talk about upcoming or just recently released pieces of entertainment that i think you guys should be knowing about at least that i know about and we're going to be starting off with film content move on to television and web content and then finish off with the music this week and starting off with the film content so last week empire entertainment was gracious enough to invite me to a pre-screening of the hitman's wife's bodyguard or the hitman wife's bodyguard i think i said that right the second time around so this is the sequel to the hitman's bodyguard which came out in 2018 starring ryan reynolds and uh, Samuel L. jackson it was a very fun action comedy in which uh ryan, ryan reynolds is essentially playing the body it's actually in the title of the name was playing the bodyguard to a hitman and that hitman was samuel jackson and it was a very very much double dual pairing neither of the characters liked each other because the hitman didn't want the bodyguard and all that type of stuff and now we're returning and essentially where we're kicking things off is that ryan reynolds is now suffering uh, i don't We can call it ptsd but he's having recurring nightmares about his time with the bodyguard and his therapist essentially tells him that you know what it's time for you to forget about bodyguarding for a while take a break and let's leave and just as he does this he is met with the wife's bodyguard who's played by sama hike who's also in the original and now she has she's roping him in with violence with all the violence in the world to basically find a way to get back samuel jackson's character as he has been kidnapped by some high level operators. That is in the basic way, the most basic way to basically describe what the plot of the Hitman's wife's bodyguard as well as the Hitman's bodyguard without revealing any spoilers whatsoever. So the Hitman, the, this franchise is very much an action comedy. Um, um spectacle so it's blockbuster it's scopes gets donor it's jokes all around and the original i was a very big very very big fan of the original um i love ryan ryan reynolds and samuel jackson i think ryan reynolds in terms of actors who came in within this century or within the last 15 years has been one of the most consistent um comedy leading men and samuel jackson needs no introduction in terms of anything whatsoever. Sam um, Salma Hayek is also a brilliant actress. So the pairing of the three is something which has always been great. And the first movie really capitalized on that really well. Now when it comes to the sequel, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, I didn't like it. And I just wanna I want to qualify when I say I didn't like it, not that I said I don't think that it's an enjoyable movie. I do think that um, if you're a person who likes skit and Dona and likes escapism and really goes to the cinema to escape and not to necessarily and to switch off even sometimes and just get some great large scale blockbuster entertainment I do think this film has a lot for you in terms of its explosions in terms of the jokes in terms of the physical comedy that all of the actors have to do um, all of the actors have great physical comedy within this Ryan Reynolds and Sam Hayek particularly carry the brunt of the physical comedy with Ryan Reynolds li- really leading that that fold so from an entertainment perspective and from that that type of perspective there is a lot that it gives as well as Morgan Freeman who I think actually has my favorite role within the entire thing he is a scene stealer in this whenever he came on screen he basically shifted the tone of the film and there's a lot from the cast the cast really comes to play within this film, and I cannot stress that enough however I'm not a fan of the story I don't feel like the story that we got was a fully fleshed out story and that whilst there are a lot of jokes for a great deal of time it feels like there are a lot of jokes happening without actual story moving forward there were parts of this movie where i felt myself getting disconnected because the story wasn't moving as forward as much as the hijinks and the action and the comedy were so for me i personally didn't enjoy the film as much as i was hoping to specifically because i really liked the headman's bodyguard a lot this film in terms of story doesn't live up to that but i do think that it is a blockbuster experience for people who just want and i know there are people who want to just watch blockbuster films and go and switch off and go to another world so for those people i do think this is an enjoyable film but for me i personally didn't like it but i do have to be honest about that and now moving on coming from showmax there is a local film by the name of pearls of wisdom which dropped on the 14th of june uh so this was their youth week movie and it's a movie which is sent it's a coming-of-age movie centered around high school people so the basic premise of this is that it follows this young girl with a big dream of becoming an actress and she goes to the Johannesburg School of Arts which I think was shot at NSA the National School of Arts and she she goes there because she believes this could be the key to her future because this is a place where she can explore her passion and her dreams will be supported but it's now going through the trials and tribulations of being within that type of high school and seeing if she actually is the performer that she thinks that she needs to be to go and succeed so if that is the type of film that um, interests you definitely go and check that out i haven't watched it yet i'll probably find some time to watch it this weekend or in the uh, upcoming weeks and then on netflix is an african film by the name of kambili the whole 30 yards which is coming out this weekend so by the time this drops i believe it should have already been out it's called kambili the whole 30 yards and it is following the titular character by the name of kambili who is irresponsible spoiled and quite um money she spends a lot of money so she's within her late 20s and she's about to turn 29 and she now has this um ticking time clock is that she really wants to get married before she turns 30 so which is what's called the whole 30 yards so however after getting suspended from work to due to Her own faults. She goes on a date with a boyfriend, and he breaks up with her. And now she's now stuck into seeing how it is that she's actually going to get two thirty, I believe, with the ring. I think that's the the basic premise of it. That's what I kind of got from both what the premise states as well as from what the trailer kind of states. It feels like it's a very romantic comedy esque film. One of the romantic comedy esque as well as I like to call it, um, second stage coming of age, esque coming of age, where you're now becoming like an adult adult type of film. So if you want to check that out, that's on Netflix. I do believe it's a Nigerian film, but I do, I just want to double check that I am not telling lies. Um, come, it is an, it is a Nigerian film. So if you like Nollywood films, um, that's definitely one to check out. Moving on to series next week um netflix is is it the first the second see the second South african um original of the year jiver so this is a i think uh i've already seen they've already dropped the trailer as well as the teaser and this is a series which looks like it is essentially step up in that it is following this street dancer who's because confronting her her fears to pursue her dancing dreams so if you if you watch the trailer it gives you very step up very um very step up very dance movie vibes and i'm both for me it's one of the first netflix ones that i'm not as excited about purely because between the trailer and the tease i haven't gotten much outside of what the genre of what the genre film states and also because it's a series and not a film i'm trying to see what more story it is that they're going to be putting into that but i'm definitely going to be checking it out when it drops i do believe it drops on june 24th so that's going to be coming out next week and then on youtube looking for mjolo season two returns next week now if you're in south africa and you're of and you're a hectic youtube watcher and you love you know reality type content and you've not watched Look, looking for Jola i don't know where you've been for one but please do watch it because i do think it is a highly comedic um show so basically uh what looking for majola is is that it's the speed dating show where within season one there were three guys all vying for the attention of one girl each of the guys got five minutes with her to mac their best game and then she would then pick who it is that um she believed won but when they're as they're getting all of these five minutes, they also, we also get to see them review how the date was whilst all three of the guys are watching that specific date. So it's, 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 it's a format where you see the date, you get to see their commentary, and you get to see how the girl thinks. It's quite fun because of all of the personalities involved. And this, this season, season two seems like they're giving us double the trouble and double the fun as they're giving us not three, but I think it's five or six contestants. Claudie is, is out of the mixture. And and now there are uh there the couple of new guys, including Trumpya. So I'm very, very excited for that because it is I do believe for YouTube uh for South African YouTube it is one of the nicely formatted shows it's highly comedic it's highly entertaining a prequel and uh, when you say a prequel is meant to come out on thursday and the prequel is essentially just meant to introduce us to all of the male characters before we get to the women to the uh, women characters the female characters so if you want to just brush up on what that is you can definitely do that that is looking for mjolo which is coming out next week and i'm definitely excited for that and that is on the radar focusing on audiovisual content and now let's get to the music. Now, with regards to the music, we have quite a bit of reviews to get through, as we have both an exclusive, which is Huey Summer Grace, which is due to come out next month, and we do have a bit of a snippet of something that we're going to be playing for you from that. We have Besser Pharaoh's Entomb. We have Uko now featuring No show with anything anything as well as Tyran Coltman with wrong to love. So uh yeah we definitely have quite a bit to get through and a lot of these I won't lie um blur the line between for me what is on the release radar as well as what is my fave but I will be letting you know what is on my fave and what are what are my faves. Now we're going to be kicking things off for the best of pharaohs in tune. Now Best of Pharaoh is an act that I found out about a month ago through the song that's currently playing in the background, it's an instrumental, and what immediately drew me to the song was the humor within the intro, because the, the, who got the black hot like it's such a cool skit slash intro between uh, Pops Not The Father as well as Alicia Rosa as they, they play off of each other in building this intro for um, Pharaoh as he basically sets the stage up for himself as a Kempton Park representative, and and Kempton Park is definitely a great theme within this specific record. So after hearing this song, I was definitely game to hear what Entomb was about. Now, as a record, Entomb has quite a grungy appeal with consistent jazz undertones that seep in throughout the sonics of the record. Other consistent themes that you can find straight towards being both biblical as well as monarch referenced as Pharaoh positions himself as both a son of God as well as a son of Park, the son of Tupac. And in doing so, the record feels incredibly to. Brag- but to be specific, Faro's verses consistently lean Towards the direction of braggadocious as he's making his own space or making the space in representing the East Rand Or rather the Beast Rand as he calls it now from a curation perspective This record is littered with features and it's very clear to understand and appreciate why most of those features were placed Where they were placed some of my standouts being pops not the father who is a great contrasting energy That appears throughout the record and as a prime scene dealer every time he comes on the record You can really feel his um, his energy Dibby whose verse on Take Me Seriously is one of my favorites and Kenji who is oh so captivating as a lead vocalist inside A's um, outro and that is a song which I believe actually conceptualizes and solidifies what Entomb is as a body of work because the... The medicine and medicine and medicine the, the, the actual song is literally referencing the title and it's where you hear the title actually spoken about the most. Now, as a record, one of the things which I enjoyed the most about this record is that it is not shy on engaging hooks. And I really love a good hook. That's usually what gets me going and a majority of the hooks here are anthemic and monstrous and when they're not, they feel appropriate to the tone. So, for example, with the Side A outro, and I think that is a great nod to both the writing and as well as the composition and production, which has been harbored by the likes of Oshoku 808X and Doshi. All in all, I think this is a solid record from first few lessons. I do want to take a little bit more time with it. I really, really did enjoy it. I do think that it's a solid record. I think that it, it positions Bessa as a really interesting artist. Going forth, however, with him specifically, I would like to hear how he sounds slightly lucid as most of the looser and less intense elements and moments within the record that i enjoyed the most were carried by the features so i would be intrigued to see what the tone what that specific tone a less intense and a less and a more looser tone sounds fitted on besifero so within the projects my current favorites are definitely bin side outro 35 degrees and take me seriously with bin and take me seriously i think edging out as the current favorites are the moment. Oh no, they don't wanna like this. Who the fuck lied to you? They can handle that shit. Oh no, they don't wanna like that. Give it to them, probably throw it right back. Oh, oh. they just see the stay afloat. Louis Eddie's yeah, coming, girl. You can pay to me if you can even fathom what I wrote. My nigga, are you hearing me? Oh, quote, in the internet, moving on to then what i think is in terms of just pure songs what might be my favorite song of the songs that i've listened to thus far this week for the show "Ukona" and no show with anything now, Anything is such a cute song, guys. It's so cute. It's a song which is available on SoundCloud only at this point in time. I believe I haven't seen it anywhere else. But Ukona describes it as a song that he wrote when he saw this girl at the club. And it is so giddy. So the it's, it, it's, it's built upon these piano chords which feel almost like the way that they're hit almost feels very reminiscent of 70s style pop music. And not just 70, like, you know, your are Alton John's. The, the type of Alton John, um, I don't know what song that, he, I, oh wait, I think it was Benny and the Jets. So the, the, too many bottles of this while we can't pronounce. That, that, that type of, that type of good, good hot heating piano chords and him and No Show go back to back in delivering really cute, really, um, flirtatious and really smooth verses as they express how they would do anything anything I would do anything and everything I really like this song it's so cute it's so easy to listen to it gets you giddy this is the first time I've heard I've heard Ukona, and I really want to hear more from him I'm probably gonna dig into more of his work this is the second song I've heard from No-Show actually the second official song I've heard from No-Show I think I've listened to a couple of his SoundCloud records and this is kind of solidifying me as a fan of his as someone who is what I like about both of them is that also they, they put in a lot of geeky and nerd references in here in terms of movies they even released a visual um not an official visual but tied to um i think it's got program text the world so there's a lot of tv and philosophical references but there's one from like the good place and all that type of stuff so right now of all the songs that i've listened to for this week Definitely, I think, my favorite song at this point in time is anything. Moving on to the next song is Taryn Coltman, Wrong to Love. Now, this is a song which is only available currently as a lyric video on YouTube, but the full version will be available for us to listen to on streaming platforms, I believe, on the 24th of June. And I cannot wait for that date because uh, this is a... It's a heartbreak... It's not... It's a yearning song. so it's 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 um it finds Karen Coltman, Tyron Coltman, Basically trying to figure out was it wrong to love this person? And the chorus is extremely, what I really like about it is Taryn's vocals. She goes into, she gives us a lot of her soprano range there within the chorus. And it's very mellow. It's very in your fields without necessarily being overly dramatic about it. And yeah, it kind of keeps you going within the, within that space of when you want to feel um, when you want to feel, feel sad, feels, but you don't want it to be kind of fully overly dramatic, this is a great song for that. I do like it. And finally, we've got our music exclusive for the week. It is Huey's Summer Grace. Alright, so Pretoria's big boy is returning with another era after successfully chasing magic last year with this release. In just less than a month, Huey will be releasing his project called Summer Grace. Now, if you haven't heard of Huey, and you like hip-hop, and you specifically like hip-hop with a bit of bounce, smooth energy, and an earnest tone, then I suggest that you give this um, that record a spin. I did a top 50 of my favorite songs last year, and with that top 50, I only chose one song. Per album and usually one song per artist and choosing a favorite from that specific album, The Chasing Magic, Body of Work, was one of the hardest choices that I had to do because there are just so many great songs. It's genuinely a really enjoyable um, piece of hip hop. Now, Hugh has sent me a cut of Summer Grace, which is due to drop... During the second week of July around that time. So it's just under a month away. I got to listen to it. And I really do think it's a beautiful project from top to bottom. Conceptually, Summer Grace is different from his previous projects in that it's a concept album with a romantic storyline. I remember the first time I listened to it after the first song was already done. I was like, "Ah!" like each one of the songs. Each one of the songs within the project is directly linked to an arc and seems to attack and or explore his dynamics within relationships and romance. So with that, when I was listening to it, some of the albums which came to mind were that of, like, beyonce's lemonade or jasmine sullivan's hotels that the fact that it is very concept and focused within a romantic sphere so energy wise it's definitely a lot mellower than the energy of chasing magic but it doesn't stray too far so it still does have that bounce it still does have that laid-back energy one of huey's greatest skills one of his one of the things which which is like signature Huey is his laid back energy, his cool vibe. And within this specific, um, con- within the specific body of work, we get to kind of also see the drawbacks of what that laid back energy can have within a relationship or within more intimate settings. Um, and I'm speaking about that creatively, not necessarily as within the body of work. Let me rephrase that. I'm speaking about how that manifests and how that can be a problem within intimate relationships. So, but as a record, it's definitely um, easy listening. Despite it being low, um, mellower, it packs as many punchlines, engaging flows, and hooks to keep you engaged. Hugh is in top form here. Every song, every song kind of leaves you with a different feeling. So I can't say that it feels like this, but you do feel when he wants you to feel the love. You do feel. love when he wants you to feel he he he, he's able to kind of zone in on the emotions that he wants you to feel if not necessarily wants you to feel wants to convey and get to his specific point of view. So with that, I definitely think this is a project that keeps his story capa- storytelling capabilities at center stage. And it shows you just how captivating of a rhythmic orator this man is. One of our upcoming episodes will be with you to break down the project in greater detail. For now, I'm here to give you a sumptuous, a slight, you know, just a, just a small nyana taste from one of my current favorites on the album. And it's called The Dilemma. Johnny, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, thankful to meet you, I'm thankful to be here, yeah. For music, I think we should be clear. Don't compare Huey to none of these niggas. I'm really one of one, the second coming. Nobody really Love you should get to know me. Put my heart on my sleeve. I'm nonchalant, pretty and bothered it often would seem. But my brain working on overdrive. I'm thinking all the time before my demise. I'ma rise to be a legend's height. Now did you hear that? Huey is coming. all of us and I know I've been very understated but this this project is amongst my favorite projects I've heard thus far this year like it's there Hugh is coming with feeling with soul and when I say that his storytelling is on point his storytelling is on point and I can't wait to get further into that interview with him but for right now that has been a taste of the dilemma and there you have it that is I will round up for this week in terms Of just purely content like I have Said we have an upcoming Interview coming releasing on Sunday Monday I'm giving you two Days because this week we've had A lot of unscheduled power Outages and I'm way behind Schedule I'm not sure if it's going to return So if if it does I'm hoping that It's out on Sunday if not it's going To be out on Monday and then we'll be Talking with Munya Chanetsa who is The current a r manager Of Sony Publishing we're getting Into all things copyright, rights, how to function within the music business, as well as his journey growing within the music industry to then launching something which is going to be coming out in august called moti masters of the industry so do definitely listen out for that thank you for listening uh do reach out to me if you want me to listen to your stuff to talk about your content or if you just want to talk about whatever's happened this week or whatever's going to be happening my handles are at Yes, the student which is Y-A-Z-Z the student on all social platforms you can also email me your screeners and or music or press statements at at the next generation the next generation of greats at gmail.com I will put that within the description below and yeah thank you guys I uh wanted to keep it brief so that we can have all the time we need for the 90 minute interview it's going to be slightly under 90 minutes but yeah thank you for your time and i shall see you with our next episode let me know how you feel fellow good people and good students this has been all that yes